Hello and welcome to that 90s wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Stone. Today, joining me, very special guest. She is one of the top independent workers in wrestling. She is Amber Nova. How are you doing, Amber? I'm doing great. Thank you for that introduction. That was nice. Oh, no problem. Oh, how's your day been? My day's been pretty well. Uh, the sun has come out in Orlando and it hasn't been out for a little while, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's starting to get a little bit miserable over here. Uh, we're starting to get into the winter months, and today it's been nothing but rain. It's just been freezing, so it's been horrible here all day. Oh, yeah. I remember when I went to London last June. It, it was pretty dark and rainy, but they said that I they thought that I brought the sunshine from Florida with me because a couple days the sun came out when I was there. <laughs> So I suppose we'll uh, go to the beginning. So your childhood, was you a fan of wrestling growing up? Yes, um, that's how I got into it. My father, he got me into wrestling. He'd always have it on Monday Night Raw. I, I was big into like WCW. So yeah, I, I watched it since I was a little girl. Oh, cool. And uh, you said it was your dad who got into it. So I would imagine he's been a fan for like a long time as well. Yes, yes. And uh, what made you start wanting to become a wrestler? I know you worked as a EMT first, which I suppose we'll talk about that first. There, uh, so you, you was an EMT, so I can imagine the very tough job. Yes, um, I am a former EMT. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's an emergency medical technician. I worked with paramedics and firemen, and I transported patients to uh, higher care facilities. And yeah, it was brutal i would not sleep for 24 hours straight and back then wow. i was like a little younger i was 22 23 i didn't i didn't drink coffee i wasn't jacked up on energy drinks like i just natural endorphins everything adrenaline um but yeah i'd work 36 hour shifts straight and i barely slept wow. and I, uh, I i loved the job i loved helping people um i love the experience i got it meant everything to me but i would still like go to wrestling events and watch wrestling and and then I saw these young women, like Paige, like Sasha Banks, yeah. inspiring me. I saw these young women coming up in the business. And my body type is very similar to, like, Sasha Banks. I'm not very big. Um, yeah. I'm small, but I want to say that I'm, I'm mighty, small but mighty. <laughs> but I would compare my body style to hers, and I really love Sasha. She's amazing. And I saw them coming up in the wrestling business, and I was like, man, you're telling me that I don't have to look like China or Lita or Trish Stratus. Like, I don't have to be a really bigger sized woman. Yeah. Like, not that they were like really bigger sized, but they had more muscle. Like, you yeah. know, they were on the cover of Muscle and Fitness and beautiful, sexy magazines and Sports Illustrated. And I always thought growing up wrestling, you have to like, you know, that could never be me, things like that. And I saw these women inspiring me coming up with this women's evolution that's happened. And I did my research and was like, okay, I live in. Beaufort County, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. It's about four and a half hours from Orlando, Florida, where the WWE Performance Center is located. Uh, they did TV tapings for TNA Impact Wrestling, which I got a good early jump start in my career there. Yeah. And some good experience. And I was like, what do I need to do? Did my research. I just moved to Orlando with a Nova and a Dream, and here I am. Cool. And uh, I noticed you and your training there, one of the main people that trained you was Santana Garrett, which I think she's probably one of the most underrated workers of all time. So uh, what was it like training underneath her? Right. Uh, she was my very first wrestling match. Um, my very first wrestling match. And I was under, I was going by Nova Girl, more of a nickname than my real name. So um, yeah. Amber. 
And yeah, training with her was nice. Um, she wasn't around a lot. She was traveling um, into Japan and other places. Um, but it was a really good experience and it was a good first match I had too. So yeah, everything, like everything you said, it was great. Cool. And uh, I know it's someone who you worked with a lot uh, to begin with was uh, Faye Trinidad, which a lot of people now know as Selena Vega. So um, what was it like working with her in the beginning? Yes, that was around the very same few months that I had my first match with Santana that you mentioned. Um, I yeah. think uh, Thea Trinidad, Selena Vega, my first match with her was like my my 13th, like my 10th or 13th match. And Larry yeah. Zbysko commentary that match. Um, and I look back, I would look back at that match and be like, oh, I didn't do my best, you know. But now I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's not so bad for being as new as I was. Um, yeah. yeah, I've gotten to learn from really great women in the business. Ivelisse is one of them that's helped train me over the last couple of years. Um, so it's been great. Cool. And the name of your school was uh, Team Vision Pro. And I think, uh, is it Lindsay Dorado who was there as well yes. at the same time? Oh, he was when one of the I trainers. Joined, yeah, when I joined Team Vision Dojo, we had a lot of great people there. We had um, Lindsay Dorado. Like I said, Mia Yim was there. She helped um, with my yeah. training. A bunch of other women, uh, Thea, Zelina Vega. So yeah, Lindsay Dorado, I love him and I loved his training. And then he made it to the big time and uh, he's now one of the Lucha guys in WWE. Yeah, he's uh, doing pretty well. And uh, lately they've really well. on, they've been putting them on pay-per-view as well, which is pretty good. So uh, it looks like they're finally like getting a shot now, which they've been there for a while, but it looks like they're actually starting to be used uh, proper now. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the uh, Nova character and uh, obviously... You own an over, and uh, you're the daughter of a mechanic. So, um, how did it all uh, come about? So, my character is my real life gimmick. It's not just a gimmick. It's like my real life character. I am the daughter yeah. of a mechanic. Um, my dad, mainly American muscle cars, and my first car was a '73 Chevy Nova. And yeah. then I had that for a few years. Sold that. Got another '73 Chevy Nova, but that one's more souped up and nicer. And um, yeah, I change my own oil. I do the work on my own car. I do like you know, I can do my my own brakes. I can do a few different things. Um, so I'm an American muscle driving mechanic myself and a pro wrestler. So it's and that's why also a lot of people don't know this. That's why my wrestling gear always has orange in it. It's because yeah. Chevrolet, the original motor color, is orange, like a hot orange-red. Right. So I always have orange in my wrestling gear to symbolize the mechanic in me, the Chevy Nova. Oh, I always have wrenches or tire marks on my gear. It's my real character. It's like an, it's like a big thing for my father. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, to be honest, the one Muscat I've always wanted, uh, and you'll probably say, oh, you're only saying it because of the show, the uh, Chevy Impala 67. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, I've been watching that show since I've been like 15, probably. <laughs> I love that show. I actually was just bored on Netflix once. Um, and it was years after the show had come out. It was like they had at least a few seasons at this point, like six, yeah. six seasons, I think. And I was bored on Netflix and I saw this 67 Impala and two hot guys in front of it. And I was like, sold, let me watch this. And then I've been in love with it since. Um, and I have not watched all of season 15 yet. So don't spoil anything for me. Uh -oh. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Uh, you said you get on Netflix over there. We don't get it on Netflix over here. Um, but I find, oh, no. find that, yeah, it's, and I've watched like one to 13, but I've just found uh, season 14 online. So I'm just working my way through the 
that and then it's gonna be like season 15 the last one but uh it's gonna be pretty exciting like how it ends because like i said i've been watching the show since it's been like 16 year olds so um yeah i'm just uh, invested to see how it actually ends which episode would you say would be your favorite episodes oh wow um that's a hard one so <laughs> i honestly think supernatural could have used a nova girl to make an appearance I roll up in my 73 Nova, steal Dean's heart away, and then run off into the sunset or probably get killed by a demon because that's what always happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would be really great to, like, just have a little cameo, you know, roll up in my 73 Nova, steal Dean's heart. Maybe a demon kills me and then I'm off the show. Not a big deal. But um, favorite episode. I love the moment where Dean uh, is scared of everything. And he, like, oh, yeah. screams, like... <laughs> those craziest bloody murder scream when he sees like a cat and that's like yeah. everything for some reason yeah that one was the funniest ever and oh i love the scooby-doo episode because i was a big oh, fan yeah. of Scooby-Doo growing up i thought that was so original like just classic it was great um i don't know i, I those are just to name a few but i, I just love all the episodes yeah i think me personally i think my favorite episode was probably uh mystery spot where dean keeps dying over and over oh that was and, a good uh, one yeah i remember that every, every morning i think asia's playing heat at the moment and yeah, sam's just waking up every tuesday yeah and yeah. um oh and you done the um dean winchester in your eye of the tiger video <laughs> was that oh, right you copied course. it <laughs> <laughs> how can i forget okay so that is my favorite probably moment of Dean with the eye of the tiger leaning out of the card. I recreated that uh, little segment that he did, um, singing out of the car and doing the yeah. air guitar. And I did that with my Nova. I actually posted it on YouTube and my Instagram. I was hoping maybe they'd catch it. <laughs> I never know. I've got one more. Well, I don't know if they finished their recording now. I suppose they have. I remember they did actually do an episode where. Um, I th- there was some was the Miz in it. I'm sure the Miz was in it. Yeah, I think the Miz actually guest starred in like an episode that was based around wrestling. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, didn't they? That. There's so many episodes. Yeah. Yes. You're oh, right. there's been the no Miz end. Did yeah. Make a cameo, and oh, it was so cute to see Dean get in the ring and like run the ropes. That's and, like, right. Yeah. Oh, I love it because I'm like when I actually saw that episode, I think I was already wrestling at that point. Right. So I did love it. Yeah. Cool. And uh, back to the wrestling. So you yeah. mentioned you saw um, Sasha Banks and like Charlotte Flair and that. So I would imagine from the uh, women's revolution, from that's what inspired you to actually decide to become a wrestler. Or did you decide before that even? Oh, I, I mean, you have dreams going up, right? Oh, I want to yeah. be a, a singer. I want to be an actor. But then you go, oh, things like that could never happen for someone like me. And, you know, you kind of shut it down in your mind. And... I don't know. It's like eventually you just have to have that drive and that determination and that sacrifice and just push through it and just, and just, and just do it. Because if you don't like, you know, opportunities aren't just going to happen. You have to make them happen. So yeah, I used to think, Oh, that could never happen for people like me. And, and then, yeah, I just went and did it. And you're right. It was Sasha Banks. It was Paige. It was these young, beautiful women, Carmella coming up in the NXT and the performance center and these, you know, and just was like, wow, I don't have to look like China or the other women that I know I'm not yeah. that big and my body's a little more similar to Sasha's. And it just inspired me to really give it a, a try. And then I thought, yeah, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back and be an EMT. But I'm definitely not, you know, getting yeah. off 
at this exit anytime soon. I'm, I'm on the road still. Cool. And uh, one of the main spots you hit first was uh, Impact Wrestling. So uh, how's that come about? Because you made a few appearances and uh, you've done quite well. So what was it like working in Impact? It was fantastic. Um, Sanjay Dutt was looking for some extra talent. Gail Kim was my agent and I was able to have some opportunities there. My first TV appearances early on in my career and I was very thankful for the opportunity and they even wrote a nice thing about me online saying that, you know, the reason we keep bringing Amber Nova back is because she can hang in the ring with these girls like um, Rosemary and Allie and Sue Young. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to wrestle Ty Valkyrie and I got, I learned so much and it was amazing to work with these women. So it was great. And then I got to then work for NXT and have some, uh, matches with them and it's, it's been great. And I'm, I'm definitely working towards a real WWE tryout and an opportunity, but obviously with the world, it's been a little rough with the pandemic. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest things I was uh, speaking to a, um, British wrestler, um, couple of nights ago actually and uh, we was on and we was on about nxt uk and uh, i said to him like i personally think he will be on nxt uk pretty soon but the reason he hasn't been yet is because i purely think it's just because of covid and not just we like every wrestling company is not exactly hiring people at the minute i know impact got a few stars but uh they hired from we but i would imagine it's not exactly the right time to get more stuff on when you don't know what's going to be happening in the next few months' time. Um, but I can see you uh, being there. But when you was in the Impact, the one person I did want to ask about was um, Rosemary because uh, apparently, like, she's in character like twenty four seven. She is absolutely a character. <laughs> um, yeah. She's amazing, and she's so theatrical and um, very creative. I'll say that like about her character for sure. And I, yeah. I think I learned a little bit from her creating more of my character with, you know, Amber Nova and my gimmick with everything. So yeah, she is uh, in character 24 seven. I don't know. I'm not around her 24 seven, right. but have been. Yeah. I know when she's done podcasts and things like she's in character, like all, all through them. So uh, I think, uh, I think eventually I will be getting an interview with her because I, um, started like a working agreement with impact wrestling and uh, i'm on pretty good terms with them so I, I i'm able to like interview their stars like every other week uh, i think i'm on the press pass this week and i'm speaking to diana perezzo and uh the x division champions so uh which will be fun but um you left uh impact so wasn't there was didn't they mention that possibly giving you a full-time contract or was it just a pay by appearance thing or just like you know just see for the time being by appearance i think a contract could have been a possible opportunity but i was also getting booked for extra work with nxt around that same right. time um i was doing extra work I'm, i've been seen in some small cameo bits like on raw in the background and little things like that that i was doing extra work and just getting to like learn the business and the machine and how it works um so i'm happy for where i've been and the opportunity i've been given because i got to see behind the scenes and really learn and now going out there to do more international experience and grow my my brand yeah before settling down with a tv contract cool uh, i noticed like uh when you did uh get back onto the indies after impact uh the people you went with was camille who's doing really well in nwa and in prime time and um Tenille dashwood kylie ray and diana prazza so um and all of them now is 
you know, probably uh, for the main women wrestlers who uh, a lot of people are speaking about. So what was it like yeah. working with them? It was amazing. I love Diana. I love learning from her. I actually got to do a tag match with her out in California a couple of years ago. Um, I think Kylie, she was in it too. And uh, Sumi was also in it. It was, um, who else did you mention? So Diana and? Uh, oh, Tenille Dashwood. Tenille, uh, yes, yeah. yes. That was also like, I was pretty new in my career. I got to work with Tenille. Such a sweetheart. So amazing. Actually, um, I was supposed to go back to wrestle in Panama, in the country there, and they wanted to bring Tennille to wrestle with me as well. And so me and Tennille were going to get to work together this right. year in Panama, but that unfortunately got postponed. Hopefully not canceled. Let's just say postponed till next year. Yeah. So I might be working with her in Panama, maybe some other countries, South Africa again, maybe London I'll be back. So yeah, I loved working with those women. They're amazing. Cool. And uh, you mentioned you've done some spots with uh, WWE NXT. So when you uh, walked into NXT, what was the big difference between that and Impact, would you say? Uh, the difference for me there. Um, I, I feel like there was a lot of similarities and there was a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, I want to say WWE just had more of a platform. Um of their own platform and yeah. impact, you know, they do their filming in Universal Studios. So there's just a small differences. As far as professionalism, everyone I worked with, amazing. Everybody. Cool. And, and now uh, some of the people that were in what was GFW or Impact, I was there around both times. Um, they're now working at WE. So it's back and forth. And uh, I listened to an interview done before, and you had a fun story about uh, the TV series Undercover Boss, and Stephanie McMahon was on it. And it looked like he was going to be on it. The only thing was he actually rumbled that it was actually Stephanie McMahon quite early on. Uh, yes. So I actually haven't told like many people about it because, well, there's nothing out there about it, really. But a lot of yeah. people saw me in the end credits of the episode of Celebrity Undercover Boss, and I actually was on the celebrity cover undercover boss with stephanie mcmahon but yeah. my uh segment was cut from the episode along with um someone else that was on there as well their segment was cut from the episode it's the only season and credits but that's how i got this uh, nicer nova um they granted me to get like a souped up nova pursue more of my character in my in my dream and to really brand myself more so my dad and me had a great time souping up this new engine this nova it's amazing and i've I've yet to get to show Stephanie it, but I've had like an opportunity to come up here or there where I almost had my car used um, a few times for things, but the time will come when it's ready. But yes, I knew it was her uh, almost immediately. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> that might have been why my segment was cut. Um, at first, I wasn't sure because I had the lights dim and I was wrestling actually with Eva Lise, and we were just showing her some wrestling. She was acting like she was a journalist. I just wanted to see it. So we did some performing and, and some wrestling around in front of her. And then I got to sit with her one on one and talk. And I was really thrown off. I'm like, wait, is this like she's acting like she's a journalist or what's, what's really going on? And Stephanie has some hype to her. And I've met yeah. Stephanie before when I've done a few little bit of extra work. Um, and when you're an extra, you know, you really just get to observe everything and you're kind of hidden. Yeah. But I have met her before and it was brief. And 
I could just see right through it. Like once they turned the lights on, I pulled my Nova in. I was going to show her how I change my own oil and what I do, how my dad has shown me. She, uh, I could see it. I was like, and it just hit me. Like I'm talking to her. And then all of a sudden I was like, like my eyes, like, <laughs> wait a second. And it just hit me. And I was like, no way. Okay. How does nobody see this? Am I the only one? You guys are pulling something on me. So right after we got done, I went up to the producer and I was like, hey, is that Stephanie McMahon in a wig? And he's like, what? Who's that? And I'm like, who's that? Who's Stephanie like, McMahon? Who's that? <laughs> that is? I mean, you're like a big producer, whatever. I was like, what's this? And they kept telling me the show was called like American something and it's yeah. a documentary about like independent wrestlers or families. And I was like, no, I don't believe this for a second. But um, I was right. <laughs> and I think once they did that, like, they didn't have to really do much more filming with me because I wouldn't have, like, been shocked as, like, I would have been if I hadn't seen it. Yeah. So I do uh, regret saying anything to the producer, not just playing dumb. But um, it was a good time. And, man, she got, she got some arms on her. She, you know, helped me, and it was great. It was, I wish I could have another chat with her. We have to chat afterwards, and it was great. And I hope to, uh, you know, work for her company one day. So. Yeah, because they have workouts, like her and Triple H, like, they have, like, midnight workouts. And uh, you see the photos, I'm like, wow. And I don't know how they fit the time, like, running a billion-dollar company plus three kids. And at the same time, midnight workouts, i got no idea how they do it. I, I have to say, Stephanie is a hero. She's definitely one of my wrestling idols. You see what she posts online where she's like in the gym, late workouts with her dogs, which I have a yeah. family St. Bernard, so I see she loves big dogs. It's like you, like you said, she has kids, she's traveling, she's running a billion dollar, multi billion dollar company. She's doing so much, and she still has time to do these amazing workouts with her hubby, and they're a power couple. And I just, I really want to work for their company because I, I know I could be an asset. Um, no other girl I see out there knows about classic cars, American muscle. I'm talking, we'll get sponsorships, baby. We'll get advanced auto parts. We'll get AutoZone, <laughs> Mickey Thompson tires. I got all the car parts. We'll get the sponsorships, the commercials. I got you. I'll be raising race flags. I'll be waving around. Daytona Speedway's just around the alley. It'll be a great time. <laughs> but anyways, I, I do not feel get... like I could be a good asset to the company. And it's my dream, and I'm working on it full-time, though, not part-time. Yeah. They had that gimmick in the mid-90s with uh, Sparky Plug, Hardcore Holly. I think they actually gave him a can. He was actually racing at the same time. So uh, maybe it's oh, time yeah. to uh, bring that gimmick back out. <laughs> yeah. I'll do my research cool. on that one. And uh, I noticed you worked with uh, Io Shirai, uh, which she's current NXT Women's Champion. And um, like she's so talented. So, And it was her and Kyrie saying you was tagging with... Uh, Rebel, which she's over in the AEW now, but what was it like working with uh, Io Shirai? It was amazing. I got to work with two of the top talent, two of the top females from Japan, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, and um, there was not much of a language barrier because wrestling's so physical, like, it just, I felt like it flowed, and just, it it was great, and I really felt like that bettered me as a competitor, getting to work with them. Cool. And did you interact much with uh, Triple H while you was there? He's a busy man. I did see him. We've said hello uh, briefly. Everyone sometimes can get their quick hellos in, but you know he's running a big operation. But yes, I have. It was it was always pleasant, but brief. 
Cool. And uh, we mentioned before we started recording, so uh, you, obviously you travel when you were uh, wrestling, and you made it over here in the UK. So, um, what was your thoughts of the UK? Bit wet, and bit cold. <laughs> oh man! So Nova got to go across the pond. I love saying that <laughs> across <laughs> the pond, and I wrestled in London for the first time. It was amazing. The entire experience was just so grateful, unforgettable. It was for a British Empire Wrestling. And um, Declan, he's the owner of the promotion for BEW. He's had a lot of women over there. Tony Storm, um, Chelsea Green. He's had a lot of women go and wrestle for them. And I was, you know, able to be one of them myself last year. And it was so funny. Every time I would open my mouth just quickly, like a hello or hi, anything, they immediately was like, you're American. And I'm like, is it that obvious? (laughs) um what do like what's your take on american accents do you think they all sound very country like we're from texas no um it's weird not to explain it that's what i got they were like you guys all whenever they impersonated us they did a country accent like very country like texas almost yeah like we don't all sound like that some of us have like northern accents and so yeah I don't know if it's because uh, I know I watch a lot of American television, but you know I can pick up the difference. You can take, pick up New York, Brooklyn, you know the difference between yeah. a New York accent and a Brooklyn accent, even. And then you know you got Texas. Um, I can't. I, I don't know if Miami or Florida has actually got an accent, to be honest, because I've never like like sensed the difference in that one. Because, um, but yeah, um, and obviously there's like New Jersey and that, so I can pick up them different accents. So to me. Not all American accents sound the same, but for some reason, Americans think all English speaks like the Queen's English, like we're all posh and we drink tea all the time, which we do. Oh, which you do. (laughs) That's true. When I went there, you guys do drink a lot of tea. Um, I found the food to be um, good, but odd at what time you eat certain things, like French fries and potatoes in the morning. Certain things you'd eat in the morning, we eat at night. Oh, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, I yeah, it's weird because some people, so we call it like a full English. So, uh, and some for some reason, some uh, people has chips. Uh, and we call it chips over here, but fries. Um, right. So, yeah, some people has fries with like the breakfast. And I'm like, even that just disgusts me, to be honest. That's weird. I was like, why are you eating what we call French fries, fries, whatever? What, yeah. Why are you eating fries in the morning for breakfast? They're like, Pancakes, eggs, waffles, fruit. That's more of like. Uh, the... You're not a fl- uh, fan of black pudding, then. Huh? You're not a fan of black pudding. Black pudding. So have a guess. What, uh, so I, I don't know if you've seen it when you come over here, but basically we got a thing called black pudding, and it's like a little round thing. It's on the side of your breakfast. That's actually made out of pig's blood. Made out of what? Pig's blood. Pig's blood. I'd probably ask them not to give me any of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely was different when I ordered food. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, I had chicken uh, sandwiches, and it was oh wow, the avocado at this one restaurant. They gave me a whole avocado, just scooped out a whole avocado. They're stingy with avocado over here at restaurants. <laughs> you get I've, a never bit. <laughs> I've never had I've never had an avocado. Never. No. Uh, I see it all the time. Have avocado on your like sandwich and sandwich they give you because I got this whole thing. Yeah, I'll have to try one next time. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and obviously 
beginning of the year, basically, the whole world's been put to a standstill with uh, COVID-19. So I can imagine you're kind of relieved you're not an EMT anymore because I would imagine, like, for people uh, still doing that, I can imagine they just got no... I know you said you were doing, like, these mega ships, but I can only imagine what the ships would be like now. So I stay in touch with a lot of the um, firemen, a couple of paramedics and EMTs I used to work with. My brother-in-law himself is an EMT and fireman back yeah. home. He's married to my sister. And yeah, it's been crazy there. I mean, the calls they were running, everything, it's, it's definitely been draining for them and totally beyond the word exhausting. Um, but I have been staying in touch and things have definitely lightened up for them and things have gotten a lot better just the last couple months. Oh, cool. And as for the wrestling world, it's just, well, pretty much put a standstill to pretty much all of them. So especially independent shows and that, uh, what's it been like? Yes and no. Uh, Yes and no. Actually, I'm going to begin my traveling. I did a couple of local independent shows um, here in Orlando. I got to do some cruiserweight tournaments and stuff throughout this summer that wasn't completely on a standstill. So I got my experience in. I still got like you know, just my mode, just staying afloat and staying in the ring um, as much as I could. But I will be traveling again this month. I will be wrestling for Hurricane Pro in Beaumont, yeah. Texas, October 24th. And that'll be my okay. first out-of-state show since February. Wow. Yes. That's, and then this is very long also, time. I know, since February. I have not done an out-of-state wrestling show since February. I went to Arizona. I went to Georgia, Alabama. I was... I think I was in LA and that was all in January and February alone. And then, uh, yeah, I haven't traveled since then. So this will be my first out of state, um, wrestling booking will be October 24th for hurricane pro in Beaumont, Texas. And then October 31st, I'm doing a virtual signing and a meet and greet in person in Queens, New York. Um, at the wrestling comic book store, the wrestling universe, I think it's called. Yeah. So, that's my next bookings coming up this month. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's the uh, one thing I've really, because the one thing I've never done, I never went to many independent shows or I suppose UK shows over here uh, before lockdown. But I think, especially now that I've started this podcast and that, I think that's probably one of the things I will do once everything returns to normal is actually try and attend more of these shows because um, I should really. And like lately I've been interviewing like a lot of uh, British stars, so I think that's my one ghost actually attend a few more shows because I haven't attended a wrestling show for I can't it's about ten years to my imagination, so it's been a while. What? <laughs> Just I've, I've oh had a lot, a lot of my Are life you past ten years. Oh, my life for the past 10 years just been so busy, so I can't fit it in. But yeah, uh, I think that's probably going to be one of my main things. I think if this year has taught anybody anything, it's live in the moment, do the things that you keep putting off that you say you're going to do, because this year showed people, wow, that concert, that band I wanted to always see, couldn't see them. You know, this yeah. I, I couldn't do it. And now things are different. Now that you even can do them, everything is so different with the masks and the spacing and the social distance and you know, people aren't together like we used to be. So it's like, and I know that like a lot of what's happened this year, I feel like was really important movements that needed to happen. Um, the world needed to be opened up their eyes to certain things and we need to make a change. And those, th those changes are happening. So I feel like some of these things that have happened are happening for the better. And it's just an awakening we all needed, but it, it's also like, 
learn to live in the moment, go after your dreams because, you know, you're not always going to have that opportunity. And this year showed us that things can stop like that. Yeah. And uh, speaking of movements, one thing I did want to mention to you was the uh, big speaking out movement this year, which stories you hear has just been like horror stories. So hopefully you've not to experience any of that. But have you ever seen like anything like that, like during all your years, like uh, coming through the ranks? Um, I heard rumors or and I don't really pay attention to rumors. I don't read. don't believe everything I hear online. Yeah. I take people as they are with me so you know however someone acts with me they may act different with someone else depending on their personality and what yeah how their attitude is how respectful they are um i treat people as they treat me and that's how i go off of things if they've made mistakes in the past people make mistakes and you know if they can correct those mistakes and how they treat people they can be forgiven i fortunately have never had any bad experiences where i've been taken advantage of or anything though i make sure that I set a very professional, uh, like I, I set myself in a very professional and strict light to where I don't put myself in situations I don't want to be put in. If I know no. that this could lead to something bad, I don't put myself in bad situations. Not saying that these women did, you know, some of these women were taken advantage of in horrible yeah. ways. Yeah. And, and in that situation, there's nothing you can do. You're a victim. Um, but unfortunately I have, fortunately I have not been, and I do know some friends that have, and it's just really sad and it's terrible. And um, like, like I was saying before, maybe these are these awakenings that people need to speak up and talk about in the world that's made the world wake up. And this is what the world needed in 2020. But uh, now I've, I haven't had to experience anything too awful like that. I've had experiences in the past, um, separate from wrestling or anything like that, but nothing yeah. to that extent. So I just, I'm always really careful you know, my dad raised me to always be aware of your surroundings. And that's why when I go to the wrestling ring, I have a giant wrench in my hand in case I need to pull out any tools in my box. <laughs> so, you know, hey, I'll you with this. You went back up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and uh, the one thing is now, plenty of wrestling companies now, like we said before, got to do it, got Impact, AW, NWA, MLW. So there's so many choices. So, Oh, the main goal for you is get to WWE full-time contract. That's a dream for every wrestler. I know a lot of people like, oh, let's try AEW, but I think WWE will always be the pinnacle. But, like, would you be interested in, like, possibly NWA or MLW or even the Ring of Honor if them opportunities came? Absolutely. Um, I am open to all opportunities uh, with the NWA, Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact again. WWE, I'm open to all our opportunities. I'm not a closed-minded person. And like you said, now there's more opportunities than ever, so that's really good. Unfortunately, we just can't do anything with many of those opportunities nope. because of how the world is lately. So uh, we'll see in the next few months if I'm back on my international travel and on TV. Cool. Right, so we're right to the uh, last segment of the show. So it's, uh, it's called that 90s Wrestling Podcast. So time to ask you some 90s-based questions, personality tests, and... We'll see what answers we get. Okay. Good. So, first question is, what's your favorite 90s movie? My favorite 90s movie? Oh, um. Hmm. I was really big into Ready to Rumble because it had Goldberg, well. <laughs> Sting, 
But I don't know if that was actually 99. Uh, early well, Huh? We'll give it a pass. <laughs> give it a pass. I think it was. I, I yeah. want to say the movie was like 99, 2098, because like all the WCW guys they had in there, Booker T, Goldberg, Sting. Anyways, I love David Arquette, and I thought it was like crazy awesome that he like joined the wrestling business from acting. Yeah. Really was before, um, I was really big into like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, very 90s style clothing, the music. I want to say that might also be early 2000s and not 90s. I should have uh, made my think... 90s list because I'm such a <laughs> 90s baby. I was born in 91. Yeah, um, same as me. Well, I born in 89, but yeah, I've basically just been brought up in the 90s. So everything to me, right, this came out, this came out. Uh, so everything, everything like films, movies, uh, TV shows, for me, it's just like purely 90s. Probably but, my favorite 90s movies are all on VHS, and they're all the Disney yeah. ones, like Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Those are like my favorite movies. <laughs> Obviously, I was born in 91, so I watched a lot of Disney. And uh, I think you already mentioned it, uh, favorite 90s TV show. So I'm guessing it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I loved Sarah Michelle Geller. My God, she was so inspiring. And maybe that's why I wanted to be a pro wrestler because I was watching her kick ass so much. I was like, yeah. I want to kick ass and look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, I can't imagine you are, but was you a video game player? Oh, Nintendo 64. Uh, oh, well. Nintendo. The original Nintendo. I had Duck Hunt. My dad had arcade machines in the house. We had um, Mortal Kombat. We had Area 51, Pac-Man. We had Street Fighter. So we had the arcade machines in the house. We had original Nintendos. Um, yeah, I was definitely a gamer. <laughs> oh, cool. So your favorite 90s game? Um, I really liked playing the Aladdin one on the uh, original Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I, I played Aladdin. I played, um, I played Ninja Turtles. And if you fight someone in the Ninja Turtles one, um, or the Mortal Kombat one, but I always pick the player that could always win in war. I'm telling you, get your Super Nintendo, get your Ninja Turtles, select war as your character, and do the move where he kicks his feet up like this, and it's both of his feet, and he kicks them up. You yeah. will win every single time. You never lose. And my sisters always hated that I, I always chose. And they're like, you're cheating. You never pick anyone else. I'm like, because he always wind i swear you just have to do that one move right timing always win oh um let's see james bond golden eye if you're the oh, short yeah. guy if you're the short guy you oh, uh, win. Win. Up job. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> go and uh back to the wrestler then your favorite 90s wrestler my favorite 90s wrestler oh man just one uh, um, you pick two or three <laughs> if you want I don't know. I liked I liked watching um, Medusa, Luna Vachon. Like I said, Goldberg, Sting, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. Like they were all just watching them. Like was just amazing coming up in their era. And um, Scott Hall, just Larry Zabisco, who I'm doing a virtual signing with tonight at eight o'clock. So you guys should tune in for that. Which this will actually just remember this is not live <laughs> my mind is going crazy um sorry i'm going bonkers over here when this airs this virtual signing would have already happened <laughs> yeah oh, i'm sure it'll be good i'm sure there'll be plenty of people checking it out 
And uh, last one, it's your favorite uh, 90s wrestling match. Oh, man. Um... I... I liked, like... See, I liked Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels. When they did wrestle each other, I think that was 2005, though. I think so, yeah. Um... Man, I don't know. I want to go with like one of Goldberg's, or I just loved his intensity and his character, and I just I loved that they brought him back. Um, I don't know Trish Stratus, Lita. That was more early two thousands. Most of their matches, kind of thing. Yeah, ninety like style. Man, I how if I could just pick one, pick just one. I'm like, I I'm gonna go with. Anything and everything Eddie Guerrero because yeah. he is seriously amazing. I watch his stuff to this day and he's so gifted. And then I've I've gotten to do a couple seminars and have dinner with Hector Guerrero and learn and just amazing. Um anything Eddie is the best. Yeah. I was uh, interviewing um Epico Cologne, Orlando uh, Cologne Epico. And uh, same sort of thing. He, I said to him, what was your favorite match? He went, oh, that's me. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc 97. And uh, I watched it. so flawless. Yeah. I watched it again the other night. It's the first time I watched it like, for a while. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty damn good. Yeah. Cool. So, right. So that's the end of the show. So uh, thanks very much for coming on, Nambit. So uh, had a great time. So before we go, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram is AmberNova73. Twitter is the same, AmberNova73. Facebook, AmberNova. And you can get familiar with me if you're not. And you can YouTube AmberNova and check out some of my matches. You can even check them out on the WWE Network. You can check out AmberNova and my matches will come up there as well. And it's been a pleasure tuning up that 90s podcast. So thank you for having me. Oh, no, pleasure's on mine. And like I said, I uh, had a great time doing this. And yeah, if you want to do it again one day, uh, we'll try and get you back on. Okay, great. All right, thanks, mate. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to also head over to our YouTube channel where you can watch all our interviews in video format and catch our top 25 countdowns. And if you could like and subscribe, that'd be even better for us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at That90s Wrestling Podcast. Till next time, we'll see you then. Bye.